0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Movie Digest. I am JQ. And I'm Finn. And this week is our top five sci-fi characters.
1: Ooh.
0: Ooh. Should we start by saying our Twitter things?
1: Yeah, uh, well a couple of bits of housekeeping. First of all we've had a couple more people log on to iTunes to give I've us a to the and iTunes And uh, giving us some votes and stuff. So thanks very much to David and Graham who both left. Comments this week is very kind of you. Thank you. And again, your checks. Unknown are in the people. But yeah, I, what we kind of said we've been doing this. This is the seventeenth episode yeah. of the movie digest, and it would be good to get a bit more interaction with everybody that's listening. All, all five of you. So we're
0: going to put some chairs out in the office. You can come and listen to exactly.
1: The <laughs> <laughs> no, but what we wanted to start doing is just have a bit more of a platform to interact. So this week, uh, I have created a tweet thing, Twitter, Twitter doodah account, account thing what would have been ideal is to keep everything simple to have at the Movie Digest. But some cow from America <laughs> has uh, has already done it, yeah. not used it once, no right. tweets, no right. anything, it's but disgusting. she's got the handle. So we thought, well, what's the kind of catchphrase, something that we say <laughs> every week? All of a sudden, J.Q. came out with uh, his most common catchphrase, which is? I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought that that would be an appropriate handle. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, the name is The Movie Digest, but our Twitter handle is I haven't seen that. There's no apostrophes or anything else in there, just all lowercase. At all I onward, haven't seen that. At I haven't seen that. So jump in there, give us a bit of chat. Uh, and also, we do have a Facebook page, but I don't think we've used it since like week five. Yeah. We've got like four people that like it on there. So again, to find it, find us on there. Uh, it's a little bit easier. It's just the movie digest. I think you could probably link it if you're friends with either of us on Facebook, mm-hmm. you can get it from there.
0: And also, if you're listening to this and you don't know me or Finn, let us know. Cause it'd be interesting to see if anyone we don't know is actually listening to this or not. It would be interesting. Be it's I really doubt it. But yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah also on the, on the Facebook and Twitter, start using that as a, more of a platform, you know, to post trailers, articles that we're talking about. Just random and things. And discuss that to. your top five. Exactly. So it obviously there's, there's probably uh, uh, JQ and I choose from pretty much the same... 20 different films yeah. every week <laughs> quite boring so if you've got uh, extra chat uh, you disagree with our choices which you probably in your right mind probably will I yeah we should and should tell us why we're wrong uh, by <laughs> uh, posting your own top five each week on uh, on facebook or twitter so yeah get involved nice
0: so why have we chose sci-fi characters this week
1: Uh, Well, this was based off a a story that both of us read on the BBC News website. Um, I don't know if anybody else that listens saw this, but there was um, last week, police were called to a convention in Norwich, Mm -hmm. a sci-fi convention, because a fight had broken out between fans of Star Wars and fans (laughs) of Doctor Who. Amazing. <laughs> it didn't say what they were fighting about. They didn't say if they were fighting, defending their own <laughs> fandoms. But we thought that that would be uh, cause enough for us to look through our mm-hmm. top five uh, sci-fi characters. I
0: just hope that well, at least one of them said, when the police turned up, the force is with us. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so who's going to go first? Uh, who went first last week? Was it me? I don't know. I we, think it... we did a special last week, didn't we? Well, we, yeah, we did two last week. Do you want to go first then? I'll go first. Okay.
0: Um, Now, I base my list on who I would want to be if I was one of these characters. Okay. So, this this has got slight influence on my uh, my list. My first choice is Bill and Ted. Right, okay. Both of them. (laughs) Both of them. No preference to Uh, to one or the other. No, um, because I grew up with um, sort of 80s cinema and all that sort of stuff. They were my favorite two Characters we nearly got chucked out of the cinema, and Bill and Ted's second one, Bogus Journey.
1: Bogus Journey, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Is,
0: yeah we had people throwing sweets around, so we nearly got chucked out of that. Mm. Um, I would quite happily walk into a phone box and say, Rufus, <laughs>
1: listen to this dude. Rufus,
0: he knows <laughs> what he's talking about. And it was many years before I understood what sixty-nine dude <laughs> meant. <laughs> yeah, uh, number four is Neo. Okay, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Obviously, I think most of us have had humdrum jobs in the past and to find out that it's not all... It's just uh, construction in our mind. It's uh, better than the reality we think it is.
1: I think it's got to be one of the... Yeah, one of the ultimate journeys you want for any character because, yeah, he just thinks that he's this complete loser and he doesn't quite fit in and stuff and Mm -hmm. then he turns out to be the saviour of humanity. Exactly. It's pretty cool.
0: Although, does he actually save them by the end of the film? Does he kill the robots?
1: Well, spoilers. yeah, but th- but that was the overriding thing that really annoyed me with the entire trilogy is because um, essentially at the end of Matrix Revolutions, nothing's changed. Yeah. The human race are still bound. There's some sort of weird ceasefire basically that happens between the machine world and the, and the humans, but the humans aren't free. And that was the whole point of the prophecy mm. N- Neo came to fulfill was to set the human race free.
0: So, number three, Mm -hmm.
1: Darth Vader. Picking too many off your list. (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah, because he's big
0: and tall and picks people up. I was watching an episode of um, Robot Chicken the other day, oh, yeah. and they're doing a scene before he walked into the meeting room. Okay. No, Grand talking. Tarkin. Yes. And yeah, going, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 listen. He thinks that he can choke us by holding his hand out and pinching his fingers. He can't actually do it, but you must <laughs> pretend that you can. And then some people will drag you out of the room, put a moustache on you, put you back in, and you'll be someone else. Now, everyone got that? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard about um, Vadering? We'll no. Talked to you about that? No. You now this whole planking phenomenon. Yeah. Right, where yeah, people yeah, take yeah. pictures. There's a thing where one of your mates puts their hand out, pretends to force grip you, and then the your other friends jump up in the air and grab their necks and then someone takes a picture. While you're midair,
1: I have seen that. It's very yeah. similar to Hadoukening as well. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's the same kind of principle. So basically, one person in the photograph pretends they're doing a street fighter hadouken, yeah, um, and then somebody else in the background jumps back the way, so it right. looks like the you've taken a photograph of the exact moment of yeah. Hadouken, which is pretty cool. Really? Um, yeah, why why Darth? Because obviously I I've got a character from from Star Wars as well, but not the same one as you. Mm-hmm. But why Darth ahead of?
0: Not everyone wants to be the good guy all the time, do they? Yeah,
1: but I mean, like, because obviously, like, it's because Bob... I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Boba Fett is one. That... I've got to say personally, I've never got the whole deal with Boba Fett. But um, like, for quite a lot of people, he is the coolest character in the Star that Wars. I
0: don't quite understand because he doesn't really do anything. Oh, he, then did he does just, nothing. Then he falls into a
1: hole. I, I remember uh, when I was a kid watching, I, I watched the movies like so many times and uh, we were talking about our favorite Star Wars characters and someone said, oh, mine's Boba Fett. I was, I said, who? Yeah. They were like, Boba Fett, you know, the bounty hunter. I was like, literally couldn't tell you who that is. And then once you go back and do, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I've, I've never liked Boba Fett. So,
0: so number two, Dr. Peter Venkman.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Ghostbusters. yeah, Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah. Um, just for his, all his wisecracks, really. Yeah. The comic relief of... He's uh, not really the comic relief. I suppose Ray's the comic relief, but if you have to be in Ghostbusters, you have to be... You want to be Peter Vanquand. There's
1: so much of that that you're just like... Because he's, he's kind of obnoxious and like really mm-hmm. cocky and stuff but you like that anyway. Like one of my favorite scenes is where he goes to check out Dana's apartment and he walks in and he just lifts up the piano yeah. and starts tinkling. It's <laughs> like, they hate that. <laughs> <laughs> can't stand it. Yeah. Really? Like that That's it. Surely that was improvised. That can't have been in the script. Most of it is improvised. Yeah. In that shot, Amazing. In
0: the, in
1: the
0: so that was number two. Mm-hmm. Number one. Drum roll. Dr. Emmett O'Brien from Back to the Future.
1: I was picking like crazy. Um,
0: yeah, because if I, I'd love to be a crazy scientist and invent a um, time machine and I would make it out of a DeLorean.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you reckon? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I think he's the coolest. If Watching Genuinely, if you
1: met someone like that, like on the tube, mm. would you not think they were the most mental person you'd ever met? Of course. But in movies, for Not some quite reason, as it's actually as the okay.
0: man that I saw shouting out, I want to leave Tottenham Court Road.
1: <laughs> Where well, he was trapped and so he couldn't get out of the barrier. he was just
0: standing by the barriers.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Uh, very good top five. I don't think we've got any crossovers, although Ooh. there are some similar films Film, in here. Yeah. Uh, so number five for me is McCready from The Thing, Kurt Russell's character. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, again, I did something kind of similar. I was going through like who who are the ones that they're not necessarily the, like the most famous ones, but they're the coolest ones. Yeah. the Ones that I like most in those movies what is it the beard. It, it's <laughs> it's part, partly the beard and just partly because he's he's so cool. Like mm-hmm. it's um, I because I wouldn't have exactly put. I, I suppose it is technically sci-fi, but Escape from New York and Escape from LA, I don't class them as really sci-fi. Yeah, they're right. more they're more action films, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um, just set in the future in post-apocalyptic societies, but this this is proper sci-fi. Yeah. Um. And Kurt Russell's just so badass anyway. He's just his quality. Uh. So McCready's in there. Number four for me was Yoda
0: from Star Wars. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I just, I I don't know why I picked him ahead because he just pips Darth Vader and Han Solo. I think just because Yoda. I don't know. He's. I, I like the characters that like try and train Luke up and of the two obviously there's the two main ones are ben kenobi and yep. Um, yep. and yoda yeah but yoda's like a just a bit more funny and like he really he like teases Luke and um yep. i just i <laughs> much prefer the way that he interacts with Luke. and at the same all the same time you know always um teaching teaching at the same time but i think it, I, I just yeah i love the I, I i love yoda and, and also as well like one of the few things that was good about the the prequel movies you know the second trilogy when they came out was uh finally getting to see Yoda fight yeah uh, which bit weird in the cinema oh, i thought well. that was great <laughs> i thought that was one of the few things that i really did enjoy seeing in the in the second trilogy uh so yeah so he's number 4 number 3 for me was morpheus from the matrix just cuz he's his character kind of goes downhill for me in the second two movies yeah because in the first one, he's, you know, Agent Smith describes me as, you know, uh, one of the most dangerous men alive and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, who is this guy? And then you don't actually see him for the first half an hour, yeah. even though you've heard him on the phone. Yes. And then you see him and you're like, he's even cooler than I thought he was going to be. And, yeah. Uh, you know, like his glasses and stuff. And he's a real mentor to, to Neo. And yeah, I just, I think Morpheus is, is amazing. Number two for me is Ripley from Alien.
0: Nice. A lady. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, would you want to be a lady? <laughs> <laughs> Only on a Friday night. Um, I just, I just think she's cool, and I like, I love the character progression throughout the movies. Very similar to me is uh, the same one from Linda Hamilton from Terminator from the the first yeah, Terminator Ripley's to the second better, one. Though, I, think. I think so as well. She's just a more interesting character. Mm. I think there's there's bits in all the alien movies that are enjoyable. Obviously the the best one's the first one. Yeah. Actually um, no, I think I prefer the second one. No, nah, I prefer the first mm. one still. Yeah, mm. I just think it's amazing. But she is she's totally badass. There was something that I read recently which um it, it kind of really made me cool. smile. It's from the set of is it Resurrection or Alien 3? I think it's Resurrection, where there's for some reason there's a basketball court in the ship. Yeah. Um and she's, you know, uh just kind of like chilling out a bit. Doing stuff for herself and a couple of the the other crew come in and start. There's a bit of aggro and stuff like that. And uh, w- what was meant to happen in this in this one take is Ripley does the shot where she's like half court, not looking at the at yeah. the the hoop behind her and stuff. Gives a kind of like pithy wry comment and then walks out like a badass. And what they were going to do was get Sigourney Weaver to to take the to just chuck the ball and then CGI it to drop yeah. through the thing second take she gets it (laughs) and it's it's so crazy that Ron Perlman who's one of the actor the other actors in that scene breaks character so he like goes holy (laughs) 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 and they like kind of had to do this weird thing to cover it so yeah that that was pretty cool the number one for me is I just think he's one of the best movie characters of all time is uh, Roy Batty from Blade Runner Ruka Harris character oh right okay interesting I just think is, is so cool. I, he, the whole movie, like, this guy is... Uh, I suppose there's, there's kind of similarities there with, like, Darth Vader or something like that, because the whole movie, he is the bad guy. Yeah. And then, actually, <clears throat> at the end, you know, nothing doesn't quite seem like it's supposed to be. And then, he, oh, of course, he's got one of the most amazing lines in cinema history right at the end. Rosebud. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, sure yeah. I've
0: seen Blade Runner all the way through, just because it's such a dark film as in lighting yeah when it was out on vhs it, the quality is so poor you couldn't really see what was going on so i never bothered watching it so i might have to re-watch it now i've got blu-rays and whatnot
1: it's amazing it, it still looks incredible yeah. after because it's about 30 years old now Was it yeah. 82 or something, something like about, that yeah. it still looks unbelievable i went to see it in the it, there was a there's about five or six different cuts of blade runner in their yeah. various forms and i think it was a director's cut was released in the cinema about five years ago or something like that we went to see it and it was just absolutely mind-blowing seeing yeah. it on a big screen it was incredible now, so
0: is harrison ford a replicant or not
1: again i think that actually depends on what what cut you see because i think different ones give oh, you
0: scott says he is so
1: well that's what i took from the director's cut but oh, yeah. then there's there's other versions where it's meant to be kind of ambiguous and a bit open-ended and stuff so yeah uh but that's my that's my top five. Nice. Yeah. In a battle between all 10 of these characters, who do you think would win? Darth Vader, because he's got a lightsaber. Yeah, it's true, probably. Yeah, I can't see him beating... Uh, I can't see MacReady taking on Darth Vader. No matter how awesome his beard is. Just force grip his beard. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, let's move on to movie news. Movie news. What have you got for me?
1: Well, probably... I don't know why this was one of the biggest stories in in the British news the last uh, the last two weeks or so. Apparently, it was huge news that the new Star Wars movie is going to shoot in the UK.
0: Amazing. Like the other ones weren't.
1: <laughs> that's the thing. Like, it's total PR spin, isn't it, from yep. the government? Because they were like, what a coup. You know, we've managed to get Star Wars. It's going to film in the UK. No. Every single Star Wars yep. film for some point in the movie has been filmed in the UK.
0: Most of the cast were British. Exactly. Um, then a Millennium Falcon was built in Wales.
1: So uh, that's kind of annoying. Uh, but yeah, let, let's move on to some of the other big movie news. One big thing that, that came out this week, which I was really bummed about, is that Jurassic Park 4 has been put on hold indefinitely. That means it'll day. never be made. Yeah, I guess so. What was the storyline? Uh, they, they haven't really released anything. They, yeah. They'd done that weird thing where, you know, on, on the, I think it was Twitter a couple of weeks ago, the guy who was attached to direct it had uh, tweeted a picture of island nublar it's like the, the island just off costa rica yeah where they had done the filming and um, saying you know get to be back in Island Nublar and, and all the fanboys including myself were like ah oh, this is amazing so they're obviously still in pre-production yet they would given themselves a summer 2014 release date right which seems bizarre when you don't have an actual movie or characters or story or anything so i guess that's part of the reason that it must be costs as well yeah I i, I don't know what's What's going to happen with it in the long run. But yeah, that's a bit disappointing that there isn't going to be a, a fourth one with us anytime soon. There are a number of uh, trailers that have ah. come out in the last week or so. Probably one of the biggest ones, I think it came out the day after we recorded the last pod, was the trailer for World's End, the new Carnetic yes. Trilogy movie. What did you make of it? wasn't impressed. No? No. What? Well, Looked a bit rubbish. Do you reckon?
0: Yeah, just because Simon Pegg's playing the idiot this time. I don't think he's very good at playing idiots. <laughs> I think he's better at playing the straight man.
1: Yeah. The, 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 well, they said they did want to change it around for this last one. So, yeah, he's he's playing the, the kind of uh, fall guy to Nick Frost's mm. uh, straight character. Yes. There, there are little bits where I was like, uh, oh, that's quite cool. And they're obviously continuing some of the jokes that they've started in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. For those of you that've seen those films and know them well, there's the the, the recurring joke about the, uh, you know, the the fences that they try and leap. Oh, through. Oh, yes, yeah. So that, that's included in the trailer and stuff. It does look quite similar in tone to, uh, to Shaun of the Dead, obviously, you know, it's like it kind of suburban... It like they've already yeah, done it. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Um, it also reminded me quite a bit of Attack the Block. Yes. Which I really enjoyed, but it... It looks kind of like the same kind of thing, but I don't know. We're, we'll hold judgment. I I'm excited about it still. I think it, it it's just it's good to see them coming back for one kind of final stint. I don't know if they'll do any more after this because it seems like all of their careers are kind of going off in, yes. different directions now. Yes. So yeah, another trailer that came out this week that I was actually really excited about was a trailer for the new Riddick movie.
0: How many of those have they done now?
1: They've only done two. So right. there was the first one which was uh, Pitch Black, which, yeah, which is which I like. fantastic. Kind of cult, underrated sci-fi film. Really, really great. If you've never seen *Pitch Black*, regardless of what you feel about um, Vin Diesel, it's yep. well worth seeking out. It's an, it's an excellent little in, indie sci-fi. But then they followed that up with like this monstrous budget for *The Chronicles Absolutely, of
0: Reddick*. Yeah. Did that have Mossify's uh, uh, in it?
1: Uh, it had Judy. De- yeah, Judy Dench yeah. and uh, Tandy Newton and Carl Urban and uh, quite a few other big names in it. But it, it was it wasn't very good right. but I think they're kind of uh, they're trying to retrace a lot more of what it was like in the original Pitch Black with this new one that's what it looks like from from this trailer uh, so yeah that looked exciting one trailer well, this isn't strictly movie related what well, is kind of but one trailer I did see last week and I don't know if you've seen this there's a TV series it's going to be a spin-off from the Avengers called The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yes what did you make of that? It looked
0: like a, I thought it was a, I will I, I thought it looked like a spoof Really? Because it just looked terrible. Do you reckon? Budget-wise, budget who knows what it's going to be like. I'd have to actually watch it. How are they are going to get Agent Coulson back in again?
1: Well, that's a th- I th- That's probably one of the few reasons why it would be definitely worth tuning in for the first yeah. couple of episodes to see where it goes. It looks a bit like it's going down the kind of heroes mm. formula, which is, uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, obviously S.H.I.E.L.D. is the, the government organization that brought the Avengers together. So every yep. time you know, when there was Thor or Captain America, at the end of the movie, Agent Coulson turns up at some point to try yeah. and recruit them to the Avengers. So this kind of like follows on from that a little, and they they try and seek out new superheroes and get them on board and all this kind of thing. Yeah, uh, is is it produced or exec produced by Joss Whedon, or probably his creative team? I guess he'll be too it's, tied up with the yeah, next Avengers to do there
0: this. Really, any creative input from him? Yeah,
1: but um, I think it'll be interesting. It'll be worth checking it.
0: If it's anything like the Zombie Land TV series, mm, yeah. which has now been cancelled, yeah, after the
1: pilot, it's only made it to the pilot. Is that it? it yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, it's weird that something would get that much uh, coverage just for the pilot. I thought the whole series would have been made. I don't. Well, I just I only saw the pilot. Mm. I assume they only made the pilot. Mm. I hope they only made the
0: pilot because <laughs> it was crap.
1: Yeah. There was one uh, really cool picture that was released this week from mm-hmm. the set of the Spider-Man 2 movie. Did you see this? It's the picture of Paul Giamatti as Rhino. No, I'd miss that. It looks really cool. Oh, He's not... He hasn't got, like, a Rhino suit and a big horn <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like that. He's got, like, a shaved head and, like, a tattoo. Yeah. What, look, what looks like barbed wire all around his head. Nice. and. It looks pretty badass because I was kind of sceptical about what he'd look like in it. Yeah. It looks really cool and he's got this rage face on and he's sitting behind the wheel of a truck. I know it's only a picture but it looks cool. I know yeah. that follows on from the pictures they released a couple of weeks ago of Jamie Foxx. I haven't um, seen
0: anything for Spider-Man Have too.
1: you not seen any of that? No, 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 no. He's got like this luminous body paint on and yeah. it looks pretty cool. No, yeah, Worth checking it. it as well.
0: Some other news. Uh, apparently Christopher Nolan is in talks to direct the next Bond.
1: Really? Where well,
0: he's been having talks whether that'll actually... Come off or not, you never know, but...
1: So are we going to see Christian Bale come on in at some point? I hope not. Or he's got to have Michael Caine in there somewhere, don't you? Michael Caine in the Bond movie. Of course he will, yeah.
0: (laughs) That'd be amazing. Um, Apparently they want to do some new Independence Day films as well. Really? Yeah, set 20 years after the first.
1: Well, it's coming up for that, isn't it? 95,
0: 96, wasn't it? Something like that. I personally don't see the point. It wasn't that interesting a backstory or anything, really.
1: No, not really. I mean, unless they do it all again, but... As long as they've got Jeff Goldblum, I'd be on board with that. I, I, I would watch Jeff Goldblum yeah. to the end of time, yeah.
0: He's brilliant. Uh, apparently, the World War Z budget is up to $400 million. What? Yeah. They've bad, um, How,
1: why is it still going up? On I their, thought they'd finished it. No,
0: they're on their third rewrite, and they're doing reshoots. So Really? Yeah. Mm. So
1: that's a good thing, not it? it? seems like quite a troubled
0: production. Yeah, it's because they made it in Glasgow.
1: What well, half, half of it is in Glasgow, <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: And uh, the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea remake has been put on hold.
1: Oh, who's attached to that? I haven't heard anything about that Brad at all. Pitt was attached to it.
0: Oh, I was think he dropped out, but they're supposed to be making it in Australia. Oh, um, okay. Some tax break, $20 million tax break or something. But 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is a
1: pretty boring book. I've, I've not read the book, but the, um, I, they made one of those movies that was like, was that a Harry Housen movie? In the sixties, mm, it
0: was nineteen um fifty-seven. I'm not sure if he was in it. Yeah, he died last week, didn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if he did any of the monsters and stuff for it. He might have done. I've done. Yeah. But I remember what that was one of the films I, I can remember. You know, like uh, Easter holiday or something when yeah. you're about eight years old. Yeah, just turning on Channel Four or something. It's a total Easter or bank holiday oh, yeah. film. But, but for I Swiss really enjoyed. It. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Well, well, it's not cool twenty
0: thousand leagues maybe. down. It's twenty thousand leagues across. Under the Sea. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, but don't bother reading the book, because, well, you can read the book, but there's... It's Jules Verne that Jules did Jules Verne, yeah. He spends like two or three pages describing the fish he can see out the window. Well, like, in real detail. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just skipped all that. very boring. He also
1: did Journey to the Centre of the Earth, is that it? Right? Yeah,
0: and uh, Journey to the Moon, uh, Time Traveller, loads of stuff. Very forward-thinking. Who
1: are all the characters that were in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea?
0: Um, Captain Nemo. Captain Nemo...
1: Is it the Nautilus, the ship? I, I, for some reason, I think I might be getting confused with... Do you remember Defenders of the Earth? No. Defenders of the Earth. It was like Flash, Gordon, the Phantom. No. What? How can you not remember? It was one of the best cartoons of the 80s. No. All right, right, I'll, I'll, I'll need to show you this. One of the best thing <laughs> chunks ever. But um, I'm sure there were a couple of the characters that are mentioned in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea that were the names of characters in that as well. Probably, yeah. There's in the League of Extraordinary there. Gentlemen as well. Yeah, that's right Captain Nemo was, wasn't he? Yeah. I I two movies that they're making uh which I'm just like really what was the point in that? Well, one of them which which might be quite funny you won't be interested in this because you're not a football fan but they're making a Pele biopic wow. which will be interesting to see at least but they're also making apparently an Angry Birds movie.
0: Yeah, I had heard that. What's the story? Some birds... I'm
1: guessing it'll be like a kids' film, like animated adventure or something. I did it with
0: Smurfs. Smurfs has got a whole thing. Well, they did it with Battleship.
1: Which was terrible. I loved it. No. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) ghastly. Lots
0: of explosions. That's what I like. Terrible,
1: terrible, terrible. If it's anything like Battleship, then we should just burn the cinema down. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
0: So that's it for the news. So what films have you seen this week?
1: Uh, well, obviously, uh, uh, the, the biggest one that we've uh, seen recently was Star Trek Into Darkness. But, of course, we covered that in the whole special. Yeah. If you've not yeah. listened to that yet, don't, you until to you, <laughs> don't until you've don't until you watched the film because they're major, major spoilers. But, yeah, you should check that out if you want to hear what we thought about uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Obviously, we both loved it. Brilliant blockbuster. Yeah. I would say, like, in hindsight, because obviously we recorded it straight after and yeah. I've had a few days to digest it now. I don't think it's quite as good as the original. I think I still prefer the 2009 J.J. Uh, J.J. Abrams' film, yeah. in terms of the story and stuff,
0: I had the whole character set up, but the bad guy was very weak.
1: Well, I, I quite like Derek Banner in it. Nah. Well, it was good. Obviously, it, no comparison because Benedict Cumberbatch as in this is absolutely amazing. Yes. so he's better. But yeah, I, st- I think I still preferred the story. In that one, one
0: thing that was annoying me, well, didn't annoy me to see it, but that woman who took all her clothes off,
1: Alice Eve, yeah,
0: and she just just turned around that was completely pointless there was no reason for that to be in there at all apart from a bit of tna
1: well yeah basically but they did that in the first one as well you know is there not a bit where uhura is changing as well which didn't really need to be in there he
0: was in a bedroom so that was there was a, a purpose but she was just getting changed into a jumpsuit yeah so that bit annoyed me
1: yeah yeah but it's yeah i get i think if you're 12 years old yeah that's probably one of your the. I think it was just a shot, the so they could put it in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh boobies. Oh, lovely.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, the other the other big film that I did uh, go and and check it this week was Baz Luhrmann's version of The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Um. I think before and I, that's it for this. week. <laughs> before I start this, I need to prefix this by saying I haven't read the F. Scott Fitzgerald novel. No. So I don't want to try and draw any parallels with it. Uh, so my review is purely based on the film that said i find it hard to believe that fans of the book or people that have read it will enjoy this retelling because to me it this seems very much a baslerman does the great gatsby not a film of the great gatsby this this so has Baz Luhrmann Rouge. all over it well kind of yeah yeah but also as well just before i get into this I, I should say as well, growing up I, I was a huge Baz Luhrmann fan. I I, what I, else I think, has he done well I think he gets he gets a lot of bad press. He did, obviously his first film strictly ballroom, which is I've never good, seen that. but I, is it is, is decent. I Moulin Rouge I think gets quite a harsh press in really? my opinion. Yeah, it's it's one of those like kind of Marmot movies, like people no, either love no, it or hate I loved it. it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the best love stories of all time. And also as well, Romeo and Juliet he did, which was superb, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio and ah. Claire Danes. So he did that. But then uh, since that, his stock's kind of fallen because he did Australia with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman. My wife likes uh, that. It's pretty bobbins. It's long and it's a bit boring. And obviously he's done The Great Gatsby. I... Kind of enjoyed it. Like it's not it's not terrible and it's not bad, but it's just the whole way through watching this, especially the first half of the movie, I yeah. just wished I was watching Milan Rouge again. <laughs> um the basic premise for those of you that have never read the book is uh, we follow Toby Maguire as this young, impressionable, aspiring Wall Street banker come writer called Nick Caraway. Yeah. And he moves trying to fulfill the American dream, he moves to this super rich neighborhood on Long Island called West Egg. About uh, this is about like 1922, 23, something like that where he winds up neighbors to this enigmatic millionaire called Jay Gatsby. Right. He's played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Gatsby throws these wild parties every weekend, you know, all the the great and the good of of New York turn up senators and governors and politicians and actresses and all this kind of stuff they all turn up. But he's kind of shrouded in mystery and there's all these fantastical, incredible rumors about his origins and his history. You know, like he's part of this massive dynasty, rich families and killed countless numbers of germans by himself in the first world war and all these kind of things but anyway gatsby takes an interest in in caraway and, and soon invites him along in all manner of kind of outings and parties and stuff and tries to get to know him And um, but then we soon discover that there might be an ulterior motive to gatsby wanting to spend so much time with him right i don't really want to give any of that stuff away if you've not seen it the best way to describe it you you've already kind of touched on this it's kind of like diet moulin rouge meets atonement Right. It, it's like the story of love, loss, class, power, elitism, hope, desire, all these different kind of things, all set to a clearly Jay-Z inspired soundtrack, which in actual fact I, I think is brilliant and I downloaded it as soon as I got home. Okay. I it was great. The way the film is shot though, it kind of detracts from me from the story. It should really be telling, I felt. This is kind of like period drama for people with adhd <laughs> uh it's like all bright colors and monstrous amounts of cgi and fades and dissolves and stuff dance routines fireworks slow-mo again i haven't read the novel but uh, i doubt that that's what f Scott fitzgerald had in in my no. <laughs> when he wrote the book you know performances are kids. uh it's weird because actually i really like toby Maguire. i still this is on a side note i think he's way better at spider-man than andrew garfield was but that's that's probably a contentious thing to say, but I thought he was a bit of a passenger in this. Yeah, he's not the strongest actor. I've ever seen. Nah, he he wasn't that good in it. It's all about Leonardo DiCaprio. He's fantastic as Gatsby, and you know delivers another amazing performance. But there's also really good performances by Carey Mulligan and Joel Edgerton. Yeah, in the other lead roles, they're great. It's got nowhere near the impact that I think it should have done. But if you're in any way a fan of Baz Luhrmann or Lady Gaga, then I, I think you probably dig it. So. I think I'll be giving that one a miss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. What about you? Did you, you not know, go and see... Iron something? Man! All oh, right. And what was it like? Have you not seen it? No, I've still not seen it yet.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to see it as well. It's brilliant. I don't have time to see it. Ah, That's I don't really know. It's great. really good. It's quite funny. What's his face? Uh, John Favreau, yeah. who directed the first two, has yeah. got a, not a big part, but a fairly sizable chunk of a part. Oh. And he's also a fairly sizable chunk of a man now. It's <laughs> it's huge, like it. Yeah. He's um, huge. Yeah, he, it was quite funny. There was, they did it. The whole film was set up with a flashback scene to 1999 at some party. And John Favreau looked exactly like um, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. (laughs) I reason with the long, black, greasy hair. It was very strange. So basically, I don't really want to give too much away, but the the trailers don't give away what the film's actually about. Oh, okay. Again, very strange. Because
1: that was one of the things, and one of the reasons why I've actually gone to see some much more stuff ahead of Iron Man because yeah. I was like, what's the point? It looked, every time there was a new trailer, it looked like they were giving away another new plot point. No. Okay. No, so you have
0: been fooled. Okay. Um, obviously lots of bangs and explosions. The bad guy's really good um for a change. Ben Kingsley in this one, isn't he? Yeah, he's in it. <clears throat> Amazing voice in it. What else can I say without giving too much away? The,
1: the, is, is this going to be something that will continue on as a franchise or do you think that this might be the time when Robert Downey Jr., stops being Iron Man?
0: It could stop at the end of this film. Okay. It's not been set up um, for another one. Okay. So there was a scene with Bruce Banner at the very end of the credits which I missed. Oh, okay. Because I don't think no one was too keen to wait for all the credits to roll through before the mm. uh, scene popped up so hopefully that will pop up online some point soon. But um, apparently Danny Junior says he'd go and start shooting another one tomorrow. Really? Yeah. So I have to wait and see. Obviously he must be in X-Men 2. Uh, X-Men 2? 2, Avengers 2. Yeah. But yeah, it's a really good film. These Special effects are amazing, as usual. They're just getting so good at integrating effects with real footage now. It's really funny in the right places. Danny Jr., is um, he is Tony Stark, really. Yeah. I can't see anyone else being yeah. him. There was rumours of... Well, who would you think would replace him?
1: I think we were seeing this a couple of weeks ago. You know, mm-hmm. there's quite a lot of the other characters, especially from the Marvel universe, that you could imagine different people. And Robert Downey Jr., I... I I can't see anyone other than him playing Iron Man. Yeah. He is Iron Man.
0: Yeah, he's too he's too good at the role.
1: He's got the right amount of brashness and cockiness. Yeah, but likability. Yeah, I think the only other person that could really do it, but you'd need a time machine to do it, is Bill Murray. I think that's the kind of person that you'd need. <laughs> I think it'd be too to funny, it. wouldn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a very good film. Is there's like suit number forty four? is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got quite.
1: Okay.
0: It's a bit weary, sort of moves his arms around and then the suit flies and jumps on him and starts building itself onto his body. Yeah. Which is quite cool. Um, I just don't want to give too much away.
1: What's the kind of tone of this one? Is it different? Because obviously, I don't know if this one was written by, but it's directed by Shane Black who did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and of course before that he's yeah. known for writing the Lethal Weapon quadrilogy as well. So, is, is it? does it have that kind of like tone?
0: It feels the same as two, I thought. It's not really dark. It's not sort of yeah, it's more like two. Okay, but yeah, but there's no AC/DC in it, which is a shame.
1: Shame. Yeah. Or uh, Black Sabbath. Nope. Shame.
0: Actually, the theme, the theme, the score sounded very much like the Avengers. Was it?
1: Uh, yeah. Alan Silvestri. I
0: don't know who did it, but you could hear the Avengers hooks yeah. in there a few times. <laughs> um, it, it it kind of felt a bit by the numbers. It really. Parts. This the classic. Oh, his suit's all broken. He has to go and fix it. Oh, there's a little kid's going to fix it. Oh, the kid's really clever. Oh, isn't that amazing? And then the kid gets captured. Oh, dear. that's. Oh, he gets out of it. Because something he gave him earlier on in the film. So there's a few bits like that. And there's the girl at the start, when she comes back ten years later, looks exactly the same. That <laughs> Exactly the same. Yeah. When they, everyone else in 1999 scenes, they'd made look younger, yeah. like dyed their hair and everything, and did a few bits and bobs. But she just looked exactly the same which is bizarre not like a gray streak in her hair or you know, bad makeup or something it was a that was a bit of a shame maybe yeah. she just
1: walked from one set to the other mine, I that's what it was like. <laughs> but yeah overall it's a very good film
0: but i can't really say
1: too much about giving all the plot twists away maybe you have to do an iron man special then once i've seen it Nah. okay <laughs> <laughs> one other film i did see this weekend which uh was was very good fun. Was uh, Fast and Furious six. Oh yes, how was that? I, I really liked it. I mean, it, it's uh, if you're a fan of of any of the first five, I've you'll... seen
0: the first one, and then that was it. Because Vin Diesel wasn't in the second, was he? He's
1: not in the second or third so He's only from four uh, onwards. Uh, okay, but if if you've never watched any of them, definitely watch the first one because the first one's really good fun. And
0: is it the one with Nicolas Cage?
1: No, no, you're thinking of gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, no, no. The first one's all about like uh, drag racing in the streets of yes. um, LA, LA and stuff. Yeah, the first one's great, and then the second and third ones were kind of almost like cheap, cheaper spin-offs. So they don't. The third one doesn't even have any of the original cast in it. Oh, right. It's um, it's uh, that's my least favorite. I, I don't really like three at all. This is gonna be like the police academy series. But from from four onwards. it it, you could easily skip out two and three if you wanted to two for me has got one of the best introduction of the characters that's in four five and six as well right um a guy who's played a guy called character called ramon who's played by Tyrese gibson who's amazing he's so funny but yeah if you watched one four five and six that that would you've caught up on on what it is um like i said if you're a fan you'll probably like six and if you've never watched it that don't start with six definitely go back and check out the first one see if you like that kind of thing for me it wasn't quite as good as five to me that's probably the best ones since the first one right. number five one and five they're my two favorites although i suppose all of them have got their own merits. very basic plot uh, the gang are all back from five uh, in five the it was all set in rio they did this big heist thing and all yeah. that all the gang's back for this one in addition to a character that we previously thought was dead at the Ooh, end of five, amazing, and is now back, but not necessarily playing for the right team. Oh, uh, yes, I don't want to give too much more away from that. If if you if you're in any way familiar with the Fast and Furious universe, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But um, yeah. The film's all kind of like like family and loyalty and honour and all these kind of things. It's a bit laboured and there's obviously not all much of a script, but it's great fun. The action sequences are terrific and they do ramp it up again from where it was in five. Fair enough. Uh, there's some great like... Just uh, tell
0: me in the trailer where he jumps off the car and grabs a woman. Yeah. Does he save her?
1: No, they both die tragically oh, at the end. <laughs> uh, oh, that's not true. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> Don't kill me. Um, one cool thing about the movie is uh, probably about 70% of it's set in London. So it's really, really cool. Yeah. it doesn't no, suggest that. I, I didn't think so either, but mm, there's a lot okay. of it that's set in London and uh, there's some quite nice references to London and how, they, how they're how they using like the CCTV and stuff like that. Uh, and I think Ludacris has got this line it "Was like, man, you can't flick a booger in London without someone seeing you do it. Um, <laughs> Did
0: they do a car chase where they're clearly not driving from one street to another?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bit where there's a phenomenal sequence going right through the heart of London um, and they're probably driving like a hundred miles an hour round uh, Piccadilly Circus, right. but yet it takes them about fifteen shots to get round that <laughs> one bend of Piccadilly yeah. Circus, um, and then obviously the next shot after that they're at Battersea Power Station. Brilliant. <laughs> so, Brilliant. But was, that was quite cool as well because you get to hear The Rock say Battersea Power Station, <laughs> which actually, is actually in cool. the Iron Man. You
0: hear the bad guy say
1: Croydon. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is complete mindless nonsense. It's it's a. A big popcorn movie, but yeah. it's definitely worth a watch if you want something just easy to watch. You're a fan of the films, go and check it out. And also, if you are a fan, the tease at the end of this film, which sets up the next oh Fast and the Furious God. movie, it is brilliant and worth staying for. Right. And it's not right right at the end of the credits. Yeah. They do like the kind of big credits, like "Oh, yeah. starring Vin Diesel," and then it all gets quieter, yeah. and then this thing happens, and you're like, "That is brilliant."
0: Yeah, the end so. credits of Iron Man were really good, really well done because it. Was took elements from all the other films in it yeah. as well but then they had the big long
1: text list I couldn't be bothered to stay with <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so Fast and Furious go check it out nice
0: and I also saw another film on the weekend we were going to watch um, Iron Man the first one again but it didn't, didn't want to work so we ended up watching Source Code
1: oh yeah Yeah. I liked Source Code I really
0: liked it from it's, uh, it's the same guy that did uh, Moon
1: Moon yeah what's his name Duncan Jones Duncan Jones your yeah. mate my might, yeah. yeah. I've my got way. a gargantuan poster of source code signed by Duncan Jones when oh, I met him at Capy Comic Con, and he was, was, yeah, he was, he was really cool. Yeah.
0: When I was watching it, it did look about ten years old, though the film.
1: I don't think they had a huge budget. No, it looks, it was, it, it was a
0: very odd look to it. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. it was, I didn't know anything about it. Nobody just said, "Oh, I've recorded this," so we just started watching it. No, I saw the credits. They said Duncan Jones for, ooh, the guy from Moon. Jake Gyllenhaal's always pretty good. Now he said, oh, he's a bit hunky. I was like, oh, that's why he wants to watch it. Really. <laughs> um, but the basic premise for anyone who hasn't watched it is a guy gets transported and has to work out who's bombing a train. Yeah. The scene where he goes into the toilet and looks in the mirror and he looks around the corner and sees the other guy's face. I really wanted him to say, oh, boy, like in Quantum Leap.
1: <laughs> All right, okay. I haven't seen Quantum Leap. You
0: know, you never seen Con? Nah.
1: It was one of those ones that was like it was a sixties one. <laughs> out. <laughs> nah. But basically,
0: every it. at the start of every show, he'd look around the mirror at, at some guy and go, "Oh boy." Okay. So anytime you see that in a film, you expect someone to say, "Oh boy," but you know, at the end, where he's on the phone.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Source Code.
0: But he's, he's, he telephones someone at the very end of the film. Yeah, that's right. It? Yeah. That was Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap, from who Quantum. says that line. Ah, okay, hey, okay, okay, okay. So. Hey. Um, yeah. What did you think of him? I really liked it.
1: Source Code? Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought yeah. it was uh, it quite underrated. It's quite, for, I remember, because when I saw the trailer, I was like, it looks just like your kind of like standard action film yeah. thing, but it's actually, it's a lot more intelligent than that. Yeah. The story's quite complex, but uh, yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Source Code. Yeah. I thought it was very a very good movie.
0: Yeah. Well worth a watch. Uh,
1: is that it? I think that's it creaky <laughs> yep it's a long one today <laughs> how long 45 minutes 45 minutes yeah mm-hmm. I've got
0: to complain about another podcast that I did it was half an hour and about 15 minutes oh good ball after 15 minutes charming people haven't
1: got the time of the day have they no Terrible.
0: anyway so that's it for this week's episode of the Movie Digest I have been JQ and I've been Finn bye bye goodbye how did you be managed 45 minutes